Welcome to Dr. Three, a Hearthstone podcast dedicated to giving you explosive growth and climbing the standard rank ladder. I'm your host, Daring Alkaline, and along with me are my fellow hosts, Grandmasters and Master Tour Caster, Dragon Rider, and of course, Major Death, who doesn't sound like he's dead this week. He sounds hey. way better. Hey. <laughs> he's back. Yay. I feel like you're at full strength today, Mage. Uh, 90%. <laughs> we'll, we'll say 90%, which is about as good as anybody can be in this day. <laughs> but we have to, but we're recording on day, the day, launch day of the new expansion. So happy, happy expansion, expansion everybody. day, everyone. Yeah. Yes. So we have the second part of our full set review that we're going to go through four classes, starting with Rogue, and then we'll do the neutrals as well. So if you don't remember, we'll quickly run down our grading scale for you. So it's a scale of one to six, one being bad, a wisp. Two being a fringe support card, Abusive Sergeant, Nerubian Unraveler. Three car- three being a strong card, it's a key support in a few decks, Bone Wraith or True Silver Champion. Four, very good, good in several decks, Fungal Mancer, Evil Miscreant. Five is Format Defining, Cube, Keliseth, Zephyrus. And six being OPAF, please nerf. So that's the scale we'll be using. Got a lot of cards to talk to, uh, talk about. So Mage, kick it off with Rogue for us, please. Yes, my my semi-adopted class, Rogue, is where we're going to start today. And we're going to start with the legendaries as usual. And starting with the secret legendary, Halkaeus is a four mana five, four elemental with a death rattle that reads... If you control a secret, store Halkaeus' soul inside of it. It resummons Halkaeus when triggered. Now, I'm actually really happy that they're bringing back secrets into Rogue. It's been a little while. There's no other... Besides the secrets we have in this set, we don't have any other secrets in Standard right now. And I like the fact that there's an additional card that can get you some additional value out of the secrets. However... I really feel kind of suspect on the secrets again. And this card, while it seems like it might be a nice payoff, your opponent has the ability to kind of play around it. So I don't think, I don't know how good this is going to be. I'm giving this a two. I think if you're playing secrets in Rogue, you're playing this. And then you're hoping your opponent has to actually trigger the secrets once this guy dies. So... What do you guys think? I also gave it a two because this is super, super easy to play around. So, yeah, yeah. you're right. You're right. I think it's just it's going to be in secret rogue and, and that's about it. So, yeah, it's a two. Uh, I gave it a one because I don't think you even want to play it. In that's secret fair. Rogue. <laughs> so I was I was that might, fair. that might be fair. I didn't want to hurt its feelings too much. <laughs> yeah, it's. You know, it, it's a cool concept. Like, I like the the thought because it, it's kind of like uh, similar to some other things we've had, right? Um, Rat King kind of comes to mind with like a dormant and then, you know, an effect has to go off and you get it back. But it's just, it doesn't seem like it's there. And there, it's just, it doesn't do enough, even if you triggered it. So, you know, if it had rush or something else or taunt or like something else to work with it, I think it would be better. But otherwise, it's uh, not great. 
surprise the car- uh, comparison was it uh, uh Shahrazad was it or the corpse flower or whatever it was I can't yeah. remember started with an S oh, yeah yes same thing it was a five four as well <laughs> that's the reason that came and that, and that card never really saw any play in yeah. constructed mode either so there was no vile the, spine. Uh, <laughs> yes the other legendary on the other hand I think is. One of the better legendaries in this set. It is Necrolord Draka. Four mana, three, four, with a battle cry that reads, equip a one, three dagger, plus one attack for each other card you've played this turn. I love this card. And if, if Rogue had some of the card draw options it has had in the past, I'm looking at you, Secret Passage, Swindle, whole bunch of stuff, this card would be absolutely nuts. As it is, Rogue is actually kind of missing some card draw right now, but I still think this is a a good card, and I think it's just a good, strong, standalone card that even if you end up only getting plus one, plus two, something like that on the attack, if you end up with a 3-3 dagger, that's like getting a free war axe, with a 3-4 body for 4 mana, which to me is really solid. But I was seeing people today during the uh, day one of the of the stream, or day one of the expansion, equipping a 14 attack weapon. And it's just like, I think there's going to be, a, you're not always going to get 14, you're not always going to get 1, but I think this is going to see a lot of play and it's going to be good. I gave it a 4. I gave it a five. In all honesty, this screams everything Rogue wants to do and like harkens back. I see people, uh, saw people theorycrafting Miracle Rogue and like, you mm-hmm. know, trying to do big turns like that. But even if you don't, like this, this pairs very well with everything you already want to do in Rogue and it's just more damage. And like, even if you do only do two cards, that's still, like you said, it's a 3-3, three, three, which is 9 additional damage on a weapon that you spent 4 mana on. Like, it's just, it just seems nuts to me. It's just like, the reason why I gave it 5 is just because it feels like this is what exactly almost any rogue decks wants. So, yeah. I'm not quite as, like, high on it as everybody else is. I only gave it a 3. Um, I think it, it's a pretty solid card. And I'm really interested because I just, I feel like it will feel really powerful at the beginning. And of course, everyone's going to be, you know, trying to play it and play all these things and create all sorts of decks to like, you know, play sharks and all sorts of crazy shenanigans, like get yourself a mm-hmm. bunch of coins. Uh, but I think over time, it's pro- it's going to mellow out a little bit. And I think it's going to fall in a place where Edwin is right now, where yes, Edwin has some potential big swing turns where it's going to be a 12-12 or whatever, but most of the time it's probably going to be, you know, kind of like good, but not like, you know, super nutty, gigantic thing. Uh, So I I just went with the three, but on the other hand, I could totally see them also nerfing this. And if they do, I think it's uh, cutting down the durability on the weapon. Because like you said, I mean, three durability is quite a bit. Yes. Any three durability weapon, it feels like ends up feeling like such a bargain. And especially when you're not paying for the weapon and you get it as part of this. 
I really hope Draka does not get nerfed because this doesn't feel like a power outlier. It just feels like a strong card. It feels to me like Jandis Barov was uh, for a long time. It's like this is a card that you can put into a rogue deck, like start it in the deck and then decide after you've played the deck a little bit if you want to keep it in the deck. I think it, I think it's that kind of level of card. Let's move on into the epics. Now we have a Ghastly Gravedigger. This is a three mana four three with a battle cry that reads, if you control a secret, choose a card in your opponent's hand to shuffle into their deck. Obviously, if you're playing secrets, I think you're probably playing this card. It's not quite as good as I think like the... Um, the the sap on a on a minion that we had with blackjack with stunner secrets, blackjack stunner but it does sort of kind of um it, it ends up being hand disruption uh it's a little more expensive than i would want to pay for hand disruption so i gave this a two i'm, I'm not sure it's going to be in the secret deck at the start whether it stays there i don't i don't know what do you what do you all think i gave it a two because I think the rogue secrets kind of aren't great. So, so like this is like kind of like a almost enticing payoff, but it's not that enticing. So I'd rather just not play secrets. So Mm -hmm. I gave it a two. I gave it a two as well, but actually I feel like for the opposite reason, I actually think the secrets are pretty decent I think the secret support and like secret other cards are not great. <laughs> so I, I think this, uh, like Mage said, I completely agree with you though. I think this definitely gets slotted in early with yeah. some like secret decks and then eventually probably gets taken out uh, unless you're really trying to like target something specifically in your opponent's hand to, to get rid of or something. But yeah. So the other epic is actually one of the secrets. It is Kidnap, a two-mana spell that says, After an opponent plays a minion, stuff it in a 0-4 sack. So what that means is it actually creates a minion on your side of the board that the minion goes into. Battle cries still occur. Any buffs to the card still remain. And the opponent has to kill the kidnapper's sack. Uh, minion that is on your side of the board and then they get the minion back i think this is one of the worst secrets i have ever seen the fact that it does not stop battle cries the fact that you know you still have buffs after this gets returned to your hand i i absolutely hate this card and and think it is terrible but if you want to play secrets you're going to have to play this card because you have three secrets otherwise and and like your opponent, you have to give, uh, give another secret because if nothing else, the, the private eye that we're going to talk about a little bit later, you want to be able to get as much value out of that card as you can. Uh, I want to give this a one. That's how bad I think this card is. But I think because you have to play it, because you want to play secrets, I gave it a two. Um, I gave it a two because it, it to me it has fringe benefits. And it like w- the meta is completely in, you know, transition right now. But like the fact that this could interrupt a minion if there's a low minion deck, 
like boar priest of the past like that mm-hmm. could like really throw a spanner in the in the works but i feel like this is the first secret everyone's going to play around when you see a rogue secret come up so i'm oh, like yeah. and so i'm like eh, it's it's a little too predictable so i gave it a two i gave it a three uh i actually like this well i, I I gave all of the secrets a three. Okay. I'll just say that. Like, I think okay. they're all decent. Um, this one is really interesting because, yes, even though the battle cries or whatever go off, uh, I think oftentimes Rogue, like, doesn't really care about a lot of the battle cries. And the big important battle cries uh, usually come with bigger minions. And I don't know, even if it's a medium minion. But I think for Rogue, the most important thing is actually the fact that the body is just off of the board. So even though the opponent gets the battle cry, they lose the tempo aspect of whatever play they just did. And then Rogue doesn't have to worry about the board. Then they just start hitting face with whatever it is that they're doing. Uh, and, you know, they don't have to worry about a minion being in the way or creating trades or anything like that. So I think it actually does create a really awkward uh, scenario. And I think it's pretty good. Well, I hope it's better than I think it is. <laughs> I think it's bad. Uh, moving on to the rares, we have Door of Shadows. It is a one-mana shadow spell that says, Draw a spell, infuse two, add a temporary copy to your hand. This doesn't seem flashy, but it seems solid. Like, you can you could potentially curate your deck to where you're going to know the type of thing you're going to get off of this. Um, you could, it's not expensive, so you could potentially hold it in hand if you wanted to try and get that infuse. Uh, I think it's going to see some play and, and it, for one mana to just cycle and tutor out something specific like this, I like it. I'm giving this a three. I think it, I think it's not flashy, but it's good. Yeah. I couldn't have said it better. Yeah. It's a three in my book. Yeah, I agree with all of your points, but I actually even gave it a four. I just, I think oh, that's so fair. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. All of the damage spells, I think, especially that Rogue has, or, you know, just, uh, there are just so many things that Rogue has. Like, mm-hmm. this in another class, mm, probably not great. Like, if this were a Paladin card, you'd be like, I don't really want to play that. Like, why do I need a copy of a big Paladin clunky, you know, spell? But in Rogue, fantastic. Serrated Bone Spike is a two-mana spell that reads, deal three damage to a minion. If it dies, your next card this turn costs two less. Again, another really good card. It sucks that it it has to go towards a minion. <laughs> um, but I the fact that your next card, card being the key word here, not spell, not minion, Whatever you want to play next costs two less. I think I think this is really good for two mana. This seems it, it basically is free if you if you have something you want to play and you can kill a minion with it. So I gave this a three as well. I think it I think it's gonna definitely see a lot of play for Rogue over the next year. Yeah, I gave it a three as well. I if it could go face, it would be a five, but yeah. it can't. Um it might even be a four. It's that good, but I wasn't sure, so I just stuck. I I went with the safe bet. It's a one hundred percent, at least a three. Yeah. Yep, I have it as a three as well. Solid. 
Sinstone Graveyard is the two mana location for Rogue. Summon a 1-1 Stealth Ghost has plus one, plus one for each other card you've played this turn. I think this is a pretty good card. I think I've seen people using it today, um, specifically in like a Miracle deck, that sort of thing. Potentially can get you some pretty good minions. Again, I think this kind of suffers a little bit because of Rogue's kind of suspect card draw right now. Uh, so I think that it could be better. But right now I'm giving this a three with the idea that it's a good card and could be even better in the future. Yeah, I like it as a three. And especially because the minions are stealth. That's like a big mm -hmm. boon for the rogue. So yeah, I like it as a three. I put it as a two. I do think it's good. Uh, but I, I don't really see it being like used in a ton of different decks. So I, I feel like it does really kind of only get played in like that miracle style deck along with Draka. Uh, so I felt like it was a little more fringe, so I just put it as two. Right. Into the commons we go. Double cross is a two mana secret that says when your opponent spends all their mana, draw two cards. All right. This one's okay. I think this is a, a an okay card. A lot of times your opponent is going to want to play all their mana. It's not guaranteed. You can play around this, but I think if you get this down in the early turns, it's much more likely that it's going to, uh, you know, your opponent is going to trigger the secret and you're going to draw the cards. I think it's more difficult to play around than, than Dirty Tricks was. I, I played that card a lot and then just had it sitting for multiple turns without my opponent playing a spell because they just kept playing minions. I'm giving this a two. I still don't know that it's fantastic because I don't think secrets are fantastic. Uh, these rogue secrets anyway. Um, but it's going to see play in the secret deck. I like the next two secrets better. You know, the these two rogue yeah. secrets better. So I gave this a three just because if they play around it, they're not spending all their mana. They're playing it efficiently. If they don't play around it, I draw two cards. It, it seems like a win-win for the rogue. So, yeah. Yep, same thing. I also have it as a three. I mean, Rogue wants the draw for sure, and yeah, you're you're more likely to actually hit this than other secrets, like you guys said. So, yep. Private Eye is a four mana three four with a battle cry that reads: Cast a secret from your deck. Combo: Cast two instead. This is really one of the payoff payoff cards for playing the secret deck, uh, getting the value of not having to actually pay the. The, the freight of the secrets. Uh, you're definitely playing this if you're playing the secret deck. You're definitely not playing this if you're not playing secrets. Uh, I think it's a three in the secret deck. It's a it's a key card that you're going to play. Um, I'm just not sure how much that secret deck is actually going to see play. Yeah, I gave this a two. This just feels painful to me. Like having to combo a four mana three four to get two secrets out of your deck that's not something you're doing on turn four most of the time so I, I don't know it just even in the secret deck it doesn't seem that great to me so it seems too slow for what normally rogue wants to do and those secrets seem like disruption yeah so i i gave it a two yeah i gave it a two as well um I, I definitely agree with you though, Mage. Like I, I can see it being a being a three, just because you do kind of want to play it with the secrets. Mm -hmm. 
but I, I think for right now, I'm just going to leave it as a two. Final card for Rogue is Sticky Situation. It is a two-mana secret that reads, After your opponent casts a spell, summon a 3-4 spider with stealth. I like the fact that the minion is stealth. I kind of even like the fact that it's a 3-4 minion. Um, so it's, you know, a little bit sturdier than uh, than we've seen. We've seen basically a hunter secret like this, but it was a 4-2 with stealth. Um, I, I think this to me feels like one of the better like the best of the three secrets but again i think you can play around it because you know if you're not if you're just playing minions rather than spells uh you're not going to trigger this so again i gave gave the secret a two but it is one of the two of the it is along with double cross the better of the two of the three secrets uh, this is my favorite of the secrets just because you get a stealth menu for them playing a spell yeah. I mean if they're not play if they're playing around it, I'm probably that means I can put on more pressure, I can you know, swing tempo and win the tempo race and you know, use my spells to swing tempo. And if they want to play around it, then they're losing out. So yeah, I think it's a three. Uh I have it as a three as well. Um along with the, the stealth factor that you guys mentioned, I think one of the important things is also the fact that it says after your opponent casts a spell, uh, which means that the spell will fully resolve and then the spider comes out. And for like removal type spells, especially, I think that is hugely impactful, uh, especially if the turn that, you know, whatever your opponent is triggering the secret, uh, it means that if you spend your whole mana, like on turn five playing a brawl, the brawl goes off, resolves, and then the spider comes out. So, yep. yeah, like the fact that it says after, I think, makes this pretty good. Yeah, okay. that's the difference of after yeah. versus when. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, so if somebody plays collateral damage, that's going to resolve, and then your tone crawler is going to pop up, which hopefully then they don't have the mana to deal with <laughs> with yeah. the thing that, that just popped up, so... Yeah. Well, that is the rogue cards. Let's move on to Shaman Dragon Rider. Tell us yes. about the Shaman cards. All right. So we're going to start off with the legendaries. We have Baroness Vaj, a four mana, three, six Naga that reads, if this would transform into a minion, summon that minion instead. Uh, I have this as a four. I think she's super cool. I love this effect. So if this is on the board and then you play, you know, some sort of effect or like, we'll get to it here in a minute, but the location, maybe you use muck pools and target Lady Vash. It would actually summon a different minion and keep Lady or this uh, Baroness Vash on the board as well. So you kind of get two bodies for it. Uh, yeah, I guess today I found out uh, from some other people that apparently if you were to play Lady Prester in the deck, she does not, like, summon a minion that it would transform into. Uh, she would just transform while she's in the deck. Uh, but I I kind of like this. She seems really cool, and it's a really cool interaction that I don't know if we've really seen before. Uh, I give this a two. I am not sold on Evolve Paladin, this, or Evolve Shaman this time around, and this is an Evolve, like, this is, like, the payoff card for Evolve Shaman, so... I'm not super convinced. I admit I could be wrong on that, but like 
It's like, this is a cool card with a cool effect. I don't like Evolve Shaman. I don't think it looks very good. It's a two for me. So I think I'm leaning more in Dragon Rider's camp than I am in your camp there, Daring. I think this is a really solid card. I, I gave it a strong three. I was borderline on giving it a four. Obviously, if you're playing Evolve Shaman, you're definitely playing this. I don't know if you're playing this in any other deck, um, simply because it doesn't give you the benefit of, of the card text. 3-6 is actually really difficult to get to get rid of, especially if you're playing it on turn four. So I like the fact that you can potentially play it, let it stick, and then uh, get the value or additional value out of it. Um, it's it's very close to me, but yeah, I think I believe in Evolve Shaman based on what we've seen here, and I think it's going to be good. And I think this card's going to be a good card in that deck. All right, and the other legendary we have is the Stone Right. It is a four mana five four battle cry for the rest of the game your totems have plus two attack uh i'm giving this a two i think it's uh you're, i mean i don't think you're really playing this in decks outside of like a totem shaman deck so i kind of just gave it a two but i i don't know i think even you probably could get away without playing this like it's a good payoff but i don't know i'm not completely sold on the totems just like Daring wasn't sold on the Evolve stuff. Like, I'm not sold on the totems. So I just went with two. I also am not totally sold on the totems. Like, I was thinking a three, but the more I thought of it, it, it literally the only deck that's going to play it is the the totem deck. And you, pr like, you want her, but, like, there will be, like, probably half the games where you don't get her, and it doesn't matter. So, yeah, I, I gave it a two. I want to believe in Totem Shaman, and I want to believe that this is going to be a card that's going to make Totem Shaman go. I actually think this card is one of the reasons it will go if it does, but that is a very big if. I, I am readily admitting. I'm giving this a three because I, I've seen Totem Shaman work before, and I've, and I've seen how much of an effect giving your just basic Totems attack can can be can wreak havoc on your opponent. So I'm giving this a three. It's probably a two. It may not even make it in the Totem Shaman deck if the Totem Shaman deck's good. Uh, but I want to believe. All right. Next up in our epics, we have uh, Gigantotem. Okay. I am going to fondly call it Gigatotem because... I don't know why, but I struggle saying the actual name. <laughs> but G Giga Totem. Okay. It's a 10 mana 8-8 eight, eight totem. And it costs one less for each totem you've summoned this game. So very much like the other giants that we've seen before. Uh, I I'm still just giving this one a two along with the totems. Because I really, again, you're not, you're not slotting this into your deck if it's not a totem list. So, I mean, uh, yeah, that's... It's okay. It can get cheap pretty fast, but it's just an 8-8 eight eight with like no other thing that it does as well. So, eh, it's all right. Yeah, that's pretty much how I feel. Like, it's, someone will find use for it in the Totem Shaman. It's just not going anywhere else, likely. So, I gave it a 2. Uh, this, is, this is probably the win con for Totem Shaman. 
I give this a three. Sea giant uh, for totems. But it's got to be your totems. Um, and so it's going to be harder to discount. You're not going to play zero mana Gigantotem on turn four or something like this like you can with Sea Giant sometimes. But I think that this is the win con because I want Totem Shaman to be good. I'm giving this a three. All right. Next up, we have Primordial Wave. It is a three mana nature spell. Transform enemy minions into ones that cost one less and friendly minions into ones that cost one more. Uh, I am giving this a four. I'm kind of hyped on this card. I love that it's a nature spell. Uh, it kind of works for you on two different fronts in terms of kind of devolving your opponent's minions and evolving yours at the same time. Uh, and I think the uh, the cost, the three cost, is actually pretty reasonable uh, for all that effect in a nature spell. So I like it a lot. So they finally duct taped evolve to devolve. <laughs> and, yep. and this yep, is what you did. get. Um, I give it a three. I think this is a really solid support piece and can go in a few decks, but I don't think it's like the backbreaker of the deck. So I, I, it's not, it feels slightly flashy, but it does a very solid thing. So I, I, like, cause I don't think it's a four just because like, if you don't have anything on your board, it doesn't do that much. So it benefits in more fringy situations. So that's why I liked it as a three. I gave this a two. Um, I, I, because of the three mana cost, it feels less flexible to me than the evolve was or the devolve was. Uh, I know that you're getting both those effects but you really kind of want to hit your minions and their minions. And you're going to want to be able to have both those things, you know, work in order for, for you to play this. Um, I, feel, I, I, I just wonder if it ends up costing too much, even though, it, I mean, it's reasonable for what it does. I, I just wonder if it's actually going to be able to see play because of the mana cost. And moving into our rares, uh, the first one is Convincing Disguise, a one-mana spell. Transform a friendly minion into one that costs two more. Infuse four, transform all friendly minions instead. Uh, I'm giving this one a three. Like, I think it's okay, and it can be a little flexible in terms of, you know, if you top deck it, you can just transform a single minion. Uh, the Infuse four actually feels a little steep to me but also you're only paying one mana to get the whole board so it's just it's like kind of weird feeling because the infuse is like okay you want your stuff to die off but then if you're killing all your stuff to infuse this you're not going to have stuff on the board to transform <laughs> so it feels really weird I'm like so i'm not really sure on it so i'm going with the three i definitely think it's going to be used especially if people are trying the evolve stuff but i don't know yet how you like consistent is going to be for the full effect yeah i don't know about this i i was going back and forth and i decided to give it some credit and i gave it a three i'm just not sure what this looks like with that infused four, so 
We'll see, but I I I rated it a three right now. I I gave this a three as well. I think a lot of times you're just going to play it to buff one minion um, and and evolve it too. I do agree with you, Dragon Rider, that the infuse four to get the whole board feels feels a bit steep, and and this card would be even better if if that was. Uh, anything less than four, but um, I think it'll still see play. I think because it's only one mana, it actually makes a lot more sense to me than than something like the uh, the wave card we just looked at. All right, the next one is the location for Shaman Muck Pools. It is one mana with three of that uh, three uses, three durability. There, transform a friendly minion into one that costs one more. Uh, I actually rated this a four. I think this is really good. If you're playing the transform stuffs, you're getting three single target effects for that one mana uh, without having to have any like <laughs> infuse or anything on it. You can't play it two turns in a row because that's how lo- the locations work. It takes up a spot in your board. So it is a little bit of a hindrance, but the fact that you can really get to ch- pick and choose when you want this and it's just going to be on the board like available for you to use when you want it and you don't have to worry about drawing it at a specific point, necessarily, not like you do the other cards. Uh, I like this quite a bit. Yeah, I feel kind of meh about it, so I gave it a two. It just... I I am not sold on, like, locations entirely, and, like, this one just... I don't know. It just feels weird, and it, like, the fact that it takes up a board space feels, like, kind of counterintuitive for, like, how I picture Evolve Shaman working in my head. I feel like you are go- you want to go wide so you can get big Evolves off, and this eats up one of those spaces. So, fully admit I could be wrong on this one, but I rated it a 2 right now. I gave this a 4. I, li- I like the fact that you can pay the 1 mana and then it's just sitting there waiting for you to use it whenever you want to use it. Um, obviously not two turns in a row, but it- it's not taking up a ton of room. You're still going to have plenty of board space to potentially get big big turns. I think this is one of the main reasons why Evolve Shaman is, is going to potentially work uh, if it does. So I-, I like this card a lot. All right, the next one we have is Party Favor Totem. It is a three mana, zero, three totem. At the, uh, at the end of your turn, summon a random basic totem. Infuse two, summon two instead. I gave this a three. I actually think this is pretty solid, and this is definitely one you want to run in uh, Totem Shaman. I, I wonder if this can work in some sort of evolve shaman, but it's 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 kind of weird because of the end of turn effects. Like you can't play it and then just like immediately evolve it. I mean, you could, but you're not getting the extra bodies for it. Um, but the infuse two feels pretty easy to you know to achieve. And if you are playing this in like the totem shaman, this is if you get the infuse on it in one turn you will summon at minimum these three totems to discount uh, your like giga totem and stuff. So seems, you know, seems pretty solid. I also gave it a three. I feel like there's a lot of decks in Shaman. This could fit in as a support card. Just the, like you said, that infused two is very reasonable to hit and you put three bodies on the floor. 
Bloodlust isn't standard. Need I say more? Yeah, I'm... You're... This probably needs to be good enough to see play in order for Totem Shaman to see play. I'm a little worried about it. Um, I, I, you, you're right. The infuse isn't that bad. The cost on it. I still, I didn't quite feel like a three to me. I, I gave it a strong two. Uh, I think it's going to have to be good enough. Uh, if, if Totem Shaman's going to work, but I, I don't know. I don't know on this one, but being able to evolve it uh, or putting it in the evolve deck just to get extra bodies uh, is interesting. But yeah, it kind of runs counter to how you'd want to use like muck pools or something. All right. And our commons, we have carving chisel, a two mana, one, three weapon. After your hero attacks, summon a random basic totem. I gave this a two. Like, I, I don't think you're playing it outside of the Totem Shaman. Maybe you are you want to run this, again, for just an extra body if you want, like, uh, maybe an Evolve deck or something. But you really don't want to be evolving Totems. That kind of feels pretty bad value. I don't know. The one attack feels pretty lackluster. It just still, like, does not feel like a thing you want to play. See, I don't know, like, why our vision of Totem Shaman is so different. I'm like, yes, you want to infuse a bunch of times and just turn the, all these little weenie totems into, like, three drops and then bloodlust it and kill them. Like, you kill them quick like that. Like, that's that's how I picture it. That's, that's what I think of um, the Desert Hares from doom in the tomb like that's where that's where my head goes with the evolved shaman so i think we have a different vision on what evolved shaman's gonna do so i give this a four because it just puts bodies on there on the board it's a one three weapon so you got three totems out of it this helps you hit that infused mark um and it's just potentially gives you you know good stuff and like even it goes in sh i feel like it goes in more than just than um totem shaman i feel like there's a lot of utility for just a one three weapon in shaman one three weapons are actually quite good um even at, at even at a two mana cost i feel like there's uh a lot of instances where they're just solid to to pretty good i think about the paladin weapon that pulled secrets um this is going to be in the to totem deck and and it's gonna and it could potentially be in the evolve deck and I think it would be pretty solid in both cases. Um, it, it definitely feels like a great opportunity to to get the uh, gigantotem cheaper. I mean this this two mana card can potentially reduce the cost by three, um, which seems really good to me. I gave this a strong three. I think this is a really good card. I think it's going to see some play. And for a class that doesn't have a ping, uh, hero power, uh, the one one attack I think is actually going to be pretty useful. Okay. Next up, we have Criminal Lineup, an eight mana spell. Choose a friendly minion. Summon three copies of it. Overload two. I'm giving this a one. I just, I don't see it. It feels way too slow. I, I feel like you really want to get some sort of value. So you're waiting till like super late game to play this. 
and it specifically says friendly minion. So you're going to have to make sure that your minion that you want sticks on the board. I don't, I don't know. I just, I really don't, I don't see it right now. Maybe there's going to be something in the future that works super well. Maybe if you can land like a glug or something like that, but I just, it feels too slow right now. Yeah, if uh, the Mogu Flesh Shaper was still in and still in standard, well, then maybe we could talk. But this is this is god awful because it's like whatever survives, I get to make three copies of. And it's just I feel like it's a win more card. It's a one in my book. I'm going to give this a two, but it is very, very expensive and you're very much at the mercy of your opponent on trying to get any decent value out of it, which is going to make it really difficult. Um, if we get some sort of big shaman deck, uh, you know, th- this could be, this could be a, a, a win, uh, a, you know, a game winning card if you can land it, but I don't know if we're going to see a big shaman deck. So, um, yeah, we, a week two for me. Our last shaman card is Crud Caretaker, a four mana one one battle cry. Summon a three five elemental with taunt. Uh, I'm giving this one a two. I think this is absolutely an evolved shaman minion. You play this, then you evolve the four cost one one body, and you get the little elemental taunt with it. Um, or if you're evolving, you know everything at once, you can evolve that elemental as well. But this, to me, just feels like something for that Evolved Shaman. Uh, so you played in there. I don't really know if you played in anything else. This kind of feels bad otherwise. Yeah, I gave it a two as well. It works with uh, Bolner too, and Bran. So hypothetically, you can spam some minions, too. So I don't know. I, it, it's a two in my book. I love this card. It's a three for me. It is It is a really good card to, to evolve. I mean... The three-five body with taunt uh, is a solid minion in its own right, and then you just have a second minion that, if you can buff it, either a five mana card with muck pools or a six mana card uh, with with the with the spell convincing disguise. I think you're happy. You're probably happy with either of those results. So I gave this as three. I think it's I think it's a really good card. Well, that was the last for Shaman, so you want to take over for Warlock? Yes, we've got some very impressive cards in Mm -hmm. Warlock here. Yes. Ba-dum-bum. Starting with Imp King Rafam, a 6-mana 6-6 with a battle cry that says, Resurrect 4 friendly imps, infuse 5, give them, give your imps plus 2 plus 2. Imp... Warlock is going to be a thing because they've got a really good card draw card in this set that we're going to talk about in just a minute. Uh, there's already some imps in in uh, in standard that can also work with this. Uh, some of them are just one ones, which makes the infuse pretty good and easy to hit. I gave this a four. I think it is a very strong card. It is a card I hope I pull when I open my packs because I want to play Imp Warlock. Yeah, this is a four in my in, in my opinion. It's just a really strong card that crescendos the deck. So yeah, I like it as a four. I have it as a five. Okay, uh, that's it's, fair. It's pretty solid. You know, 
lot of bodies. It kind of just works with what you want to do already. Uh, you know, again, the like the six is a pretty decent cost. Uh, I think with what you're doing, the infuse actually doesn't seem like it's that bad. Seems pretty solid. But I also think you can totally play like an imp deck without this as well. So <laughs> I'm kind of scared of some of these other cards that we're about to talk about. Well, why yeah. would you want? Why would you want to? I mean, <laughs> well, like if you're more of a free to play player and you don't have this sure, legendary, sure. like I think you could totally get away with playing it without this Maybe. legendary. The legendary on its own feels great in the deck, but I think you could probably get away without playing it. But mm-hmm. if you have it, yeah, put it in yeah. the deck. Yeah, okay. Lady Darkvein is a 5-mana 3-6 with a battle cry that reads Summon 2, 2-1 Shades. Each gains a death rattle to cast your last shadow spell. 5-mana, and you're getting, what would that be for? That would be 7-8 worth of stats across 3 bodies. Um, There's a pretty good shadow spell. Uh, shadow waltz that would be pretty good in the to pop off the shadow uh, manifestation that gets created. Um, I don't know if I like it as much as say M King Rafam, but it, this seems like a solid legendary card. I think the mana cost for it is, is very reasonable as well. I'm giving this a three. I think it's actually going to see some play. You know, honestly, I went back and forth on this, but I gave it a two just because I feel like it's not going to be a general use card. I think a very specific deck is going to want to play this card. So that's why I went with it, too. I think it's fine for its cost. I just don't see it being run in more than one deck. So originally I had this as a four, but I think just over time, like the more I've thought about it, I don't think it's quite that good. Um, but I have it as a three as well. Like I think you get multiple bodies. There are some good shadow spells. Uh, I think especially right now, like maybe once we have uh, the full six sets in standard plus like the mini set from the six set, you know, like we have the maximum amount of cards. There might be some really great shadow spells that, you know, you could get even more use out of these. Um, but even things like Tamsin's phylactery is a shadow spell. Uh if you wanted to use like you know some board removal with like soul rend, uh, the some of the curse stuff is shadow, which does not make me happy because I don't want to see more curse things from these bodies. Uh, so that that's kind of why I was originally looking at it as a four, but I think it's going to be a three. All right, moving into the epics, we have Impending Catastrophe, a two-mana shadow spell that says draw a card, repeat for each imp you control. This is a fantastic card for that imp warlock deck. Uh, You're probably able to have at least three or four imps on the board when you're playing this, and uh, that is fantastic. I don't think it goes everywhere. So I don't think it quite gets a five, but this is a very strong four for me. It is the engine that helps that imp warlock go. Yeah, I gave this a four as well. This is just phenomenal. Just so much card draw. Like the cost of life tap, draw like six cards. (laughs) And you don't take damage. So yeah, it's a strong four for me as well. I actually have this as a six. I fully believe this card needs to be nerfed. (laughs) This card is way too good. Like this is, you can get the card draw way too consistently. 
and cheap boy and like it's just yes it is what powers the deck and i don't mind a deck like that having some draw but i think even over hearthstone's history when we have seen very low curve aggressive decks that just dump their hand or whatever you know and this can basically dump their hand or fill the board very easily and then draw a crap ton of cards we've seen it get nerfed and i just i fully expect that this will get nerfed Okay, the other epic spell we have is Tome Tampering. It is a three-mana spell that says, shuffle one-cost copies of your cards in your hand into your deck, then discard your hand. There seems like to me that there's probably some application for this card, but I am neither the player that plays those kinds of decks, nor am I smart enough to figure out what those decks are. So I gave this a one. I don't understand why you would do this. Probably control decks, probably combo decks might do this, but um, I'm not so sure I want to do this. Yeah, I gave this a two on potential. Uh, potential. I think there are a few like discard is Tiny Knight of Evil in standard right now? It might be. It is in I the core set. So. Yeah, yeah. So the there, there are a few like case scenarios, and there might be more coming for dis- discard lock. I don't know. It's historically been terrible. I'm. It doesn't. It discards everything, but it puts it all back in your deck. So there is something. I'm not saying it's great or it's even good. I'm just saying it could be fringy. So I didn't give it a one. I give it a two. That's all right. I'll also give it a one. It's that's just fair. Bad. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand that. I, I like, don't. I don't disagree. I, just, I really. I. I don't. I'm just. I'm waiting to see if there is some kind of card in the future that like wants to work with this. But it just. It feels so weird. And then like, if it was like fill your deck with copies of something or whatever kind of like we've seen with treasure type things and all that maybe we could talk but at at this current state no all right moving on to the rares we have mischievous imp it is a four mana three three demon with a battle cry that reads summon a copy of this infuse three summon two copies instead uh yeah all right sign me up more imps. I need more imps. I want lots of imps. You're getting 6-6 six, six worth of stats for 4 mana. Potentially 9-9 nine, nine worth of stats for 4 mana. Uh, infuse, again, doesn't feel like it's going to necessarily be that big a hindrance uh, for the imp deck. So I like this card. I think it's a solid 3. Yeah, especially when there's Summoning Circle, which summons 4-1-1 one, one imps. And how many, How what is this infused for, you say? <laughs> yes, there's literally cards that, like, just one card infuses this. So, yeah, I gave it a three as well. One on curve, because Fiendish yes. Circle is three, Fiendish and Circle, then yeah. this card is, or, yeah, Fiendish Circle's on three, yeah. and then this goes, can be on four. I mean, yeah, sure, why not? Just, just <laughs> shove this in my deck, please. Yeah, I gave this a four. I think this is pretty great it feels pretty easy when you're running the imps and stuff to get that infuse effect and paying four mana for six six over two bodies which are both also imps and play into what you want to be doing and all that anyways yep seems pretty fantastic 
Suffocating Shadows is a three mana shadow spell that reads, when you play or discard this, destroy a random enemy minion. Okay. Uh, basically, uh, it is... Um, oh, God. I had it just a second ago. The Cast- Hunter. Oh, wait. No, go ahead. I'm thinking something else. The, the- the the hunter card that killed a random legendary for three mana. Oh, um, a random card minion for three mana. Deadly shot. Deadly shot. Yes. Yeah, it's basically deadly shot for warlock. Uh, deadly shot was okay sometimes. Uh, other times it was not so great. I I'm not. You're probably running this in a more controlling style deck. Um, I gave this a two. I I don't. I think it's it's no more than just sort of a tech card inclusion. Uh, if you need some more removal. Uh, I gave this oh, a God. one. Sorry. No problem. <laughs> I, just, I don't understand. I miss Cascading I Disaster. I gave this a two. Yeah. <laughs> like, there, there's, Warlock has so many better removal tools, right? Like, yep. those felt so much better. This is just weird. And also, all of the uh, the discard stuff is, like, gone now. So I'm like, what? Whoops. I, I just... <laughs> like, maybe there will be some more discard stuff in the future. But yeah, this just feels so wonky. Lyle Library is the location card for two mana for Warlock. It is give a friendly minion plus one plus one. Repeat for each imp you control. And it has two charges. Uh, yes. Please sign me up. You can make a 1-1 into suddenly an actual minion. Uh, or you're buffing your 3-3s or you're buffing the 3-3 or 5-5s five that you made off of off of uh, Imp King Rafam. I think I think this is this is if you're playing imps, you're definitely playing this card. I think it's a really nice buff card. The fact that you can load it on the board, it does take a spot, but but it can potentially get you a lot more in stats uh for for real cheap i think it's great i think it's a, a strong three uh i give it a four this is this is a defining card like this just puts the punch in imp warlock so yeah i think yeah. it's a four i just like my ratings for warlock are like it's like a spike graph like up down up down <laughs> up down this one is another six for me that's fair. Yeah, like, I, it is I can so see that. freaking good. <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, I, it has the two durability, not three, like some of the other locations. So that, like, that is good. But I think this needs to be three mana, or I think it needs to only add health or uh, only add attack and not health. The fact that he has plus one plus one means that, yeah, all of like it's pretty easy for this deck to have a seven seven eight eight on the board and then kill off like a couple one ones and then jam the board with three threes four fours you know other stuff and it's like what this is this is like a little token deck like it 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 feels like it's just pushing the stats too quickly and yeah it just feels like so strong i i do not like (laughs) i want this nerfed and that's why i like it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> moving into the comments we have flustered librarian a one mana one three that says has plus one attack for each imp you control oh my gosh 
Can I do? You, do you remember um, Manaworm? Do you, do you, this is the Manaworm for Imp Warlock, and it is going to be good, and it's going to be able to get lots of attack on it, and it's going to hit your opponent for lots of damage, and you. It's almost going to have to be like uh, like like the Trogon one. It's like you're going to have to deal with this right away. Otherwise, you're going to get hit really hard with it. That said, it's not as good as some of these other Imp cards in the Imp Warlock deck. I, I gave it a three, but it is going to be a very strong and very play a very key role in that deck. I gave it a four. It's a one three with Taunt. that uh is going to be a lot higher than one it's going to be a lot higher because frequently you're going to probably use the location on this this is going to be the target for the location and the attack is going to keep going up it's going to get nutty real fast so yeah i think it's a four I was literally nodding my head so hard. It probably looked like I was like headbanging to metal music when you said that. (laughs) Yes, you use the location on this. This is already great. I'm giving this one a four. I think, okay, here's my like real bold prediction. This card is going to get a nerf when really it's the location that's the problem. Okay. All right. I'm heated about these. That's (laughs) fair. I mean, this should be a one, two. This would be extremely playable as a one, two. It's pretty good. There are some tools in the meta and in standard that we have right now, even though that deal three that we've already kind of been seeing in decks. Uh, so this does seem at least a bit more manageable until you get something like the location buff on it. Um, but, you know, obviously if it goes unanswered, you get rewarded for having all of those imps. Uh, and, you know, this one is like what I was saying with the location. I actually kind of like the fact that this just adds attack. Because it does mean even if this is, you know, on like a full board and is a 7-3, it still only has that three health. So it's manageable to, you know, answer a bit easier. Uh, so it's, it is a strong card. I gave it that four, but I think it's it's a little bit more manageable. Shadow Waltz is a five mana shadow spell that says summon a 3-5 shadow with taunt. If a minion died this turn, summon another. Um... This seems like pretty solid. Like uh, five mana for three five doesn't feel particularly good, even if it does have taunt. Uh, but uh, if a minion died this turn, that doesn't say friendly minion. So either side of the board, a minion dies this turn, you get two of them. So I feel like it's going to be incredibly easy to get two of these. I guess the real question is, is do you want to pay five mana for this? And, and I think, think it's okay doesn't feel fantastic but it doesn't feel terrible either i don't think it's like a flashy card but i gave it a three i think it's gonna actually see some play yeah i see it seeing play in like a slow war uh warlock deck we're using a uh rod as well so i see this as a three yeah i only have it as a two um i definitely see this working really well with the uh the lady dark vane like, this would be, you know, an incredible shadow spell that you could get those death rattles to go off with. Um, I, again, I only have it as a two because, like, I'm not really sure how many different warlock decks you want to play this in. Um, but I, I definitely agree. I think there's going to be places for this. To me, this feels like the, um, uh, oh my gosh, now I'm drawing a blank on the card. The, uh, it puts out the one ones. It's like, 
oh, here we go. Demonic Assault that deals three and then you summon a couple of taunts uh, in terms of its use. So I remember when we raided Demonic Assault, all of us were like, that card is so good, right? <laughs> like, you're dealing damage, you're getting minions. And it just didn't quite see as much play. Uh, so this might end up being a three, like you guys said, like it, it probably kind of averages out. Mm -hmm. Okay. Final card for Warlock is Shadowborn. It is a three mana, three, three beast with a death rattle that reads, reduce the cost of your highest cost shadow spell in your hand by three. Um, Okay, I think I, I'm not sure I want to play this. Um, it it it's it feels like you're definitely going to want to play this in decks that you have high cost shadow spells. Though I guess like even something as high as shadow shadow waltz, uh, getting that to only cost two mana would be pretty solid. Um, but I I just don't know. It feels like three threes for three aren't good enough anymore in constructed play, even if they have a death rattle or a battle cry or something like this. Plus the fact that this is a death rattle, by the way, which means your opponent can potentially silence it and you don't get the effect. I gave this a two. I, I think it's, I think it's a niche card that only sees play in real specific instances. Yeah. I gave it a two for exactly the same reasons. Yeah. I, I also gave it a two. I think, the, the thing that I will mention that I do really like about this is that uh, that cost reduction is permanent. So at least it's not like, uh, you know, reduce the cost of your next spell this turn or something like that. So, you know, as long as there is one of those shadow spells in your hand when that death rattle goes off, like you're, you're going to get that benefit eventually. So it, it seems like it could get some use. Just don't know where yet. All right, that does it for Warlock. Let's jump over to Warrior, the final class. Dragon Rider, tell us, tell us what we got going on there. Yes, we have wah, 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 Warrior. Okay, because that's how these cards are. <laughs> set. I'm kind of sad. Uh, okay, let's look at the legendaries first. The first one we have is Decimator Olgra, a six mana, three, seven. Battlecry, gain plus one, plus one for each damaged minion, then attack all enemies. Uh, I'm giving her a three. Like, I think there's some uses, and it's kind of cool that if there's damaged minions, it doesn't matter if it's friendly minions, enemy minions, just as long as they're damaged, she's going to get the buff. Uh, attack all enemies includes their face. It does attack, uh, like, randomly, so might hit some minions and then end up dying. But... I can see her being played. It's kind of cool. I like that she's six. I, I think the six cost at least allows you to play her, uh, you know, at various points throughout the game. Yeah, I gave her a two. I don't know. This is just, uh, I don't know. I it, it doesn't feel as strong as the package of old, and there's no risky skipper. So it gets a two in my book. Uh, I, I gave this a three. I think it. I think it is a solid card. I think it's a decent um, and can be get buffed a fair amount if you're doing some sort of like enrage hand buff sort of so, sort of warrior type deck. Um, I saw saw a I saw a fourteen attack version of this just today. Um, so I, I it can get actually quite large. 
Um, but I, I think the, that's more the exception than the rule. I think it's still going to be a solid card, so I just gave it a three. All right. Then the other legendary is uh, Remoria. Remornia. Oh my gosh. I'm just, I can't say names apparently. Remornia, Living Blade, a seven mana, 410 with Rush. This is after this attacks, equip it. And then it turns into a seven mana four attack, 10 durability weapon. After your hero attacks, return this to the battlefield. Uh, the kind of caveat with this is that if you use it as a minion, rush it into something, uh, and let's say it's, you know, then a four six, it will then equip as a four six weapon. And so that kind of stat line stays as you go. So. You know, then if you swing with it, it'd be a four five goes back to the board as a four five, uh, you know, and, and so on. Uh, but I give this a four. I really love this concept. I think the idea of this card is super cool. I'm like, I don't think we've seen anything like this before. Uh, so the the idea of it is super, super cool. Seven mana feels a little costly, but I think the like the the health durability aspect of it is high enough where you feel like you're going to get some uses and it's going to impact the board uh, like immediately with that rush. So it feels really cool to me. I really like this card. I gave this a two. I like, like in my mind, this is a really cool concept. It's a really cool card. Warriors don't have wind fury. So you don't get to attack twice with it. So the most it could do is clear up two minions or potentially three if you swing with your yes if you swing at a minion with it but like it's rush ability um and then it just dies to restaurant viper so like uh, i don't know i'm just it's weird it's cool i'm just like if i could swing twice with it if i could swing twice with it the turn i get it I think it might be worth it if I could do eight damage, but it just, it doesn't like the fact that it, you can't swing that second time where like, really throws me off. So. I think this is the coolest card in the set just for what it does. The fact that we've yes. never seen something yes. like this before. I, I want this card to see play. I, I hope this card sees play. I think it does enough that the mana cost makes this worth it. I think being able to rush, being able to attack with it, and then being able to rush again uh, means that, that I think it's going to do enough on the board that seven mana isn't that... It, it, it makes it feel worth it. Um, I really hope this sees play. I, I gave it a three because I think it is good enough that it's going to see play, but I don't think it's like the... It's flashy, but I don't think it's like the way you win a game. I think it is just a a really solid card that you're going to play, and you're going to be hoping you top deck it at some point uh, to re reestablish or or keep a board from getting out of control. And uh, this card can definitely do that. All right, moving into the epics, uh, we have Burden of Pride, a four mana spell. Summon three, one, three jailers with taunt. If you have 20 or less health, give them plus one, plus one. Okay. I don't know. Really don't know how I feel. Like, I could maybe see this being a two, but I'm honestly just going to give it a one. I don't 
feel like this is super great. If Warrior has less than that health and wants to play a couple of small taunts, I don't think that's going to be quite as impactful as some of the other cards that they've had. And I just, I really am not sure on this. I gave it a two because I figure something will use it. It's it's not great, but it serves it potentially serves a purpose. So yeah, I gave it a two. The thing that sucks about this is that it's a spell rather than minions. Because like if they were minions, things like bulk up or conditioning could potentially buff them up even more. It is just a four mana spell. It's not affecting the board. Or it, unlike, say, like the Warlock spell that does three damage and gives you these one threes, you it doesn't do the three damage. So you're basically paying four mana for two mana worth of taunt, and they can potentially be two fours if you have less than 20 health. I don't know if that's enough of an upside to want to actually run this card. I gave, I gave it a very low two. I almost gave it a one, but hey, maybe there's a big deck for Warrior that ends up wanting to be able to play minions via spells in the early game until they can do their big shenanigans in the mid to late game. All right. Next we have Riot, a two mana spell. Your minions can't be reduced below one health. This turn, they each attack a random enemy minion. I'm giving this a three. I I don't think other people like it quite as much, but I actually kind of like this effect. Uh, I think the fact that it actually has your minions attack, yes, it's random minions, but it, it's essentially a rush if you like summon minions first and then play this. Uh, but it's, I don't know, like, I, I just think there's a lot of potential for this. And the fact that they can't be reduced below one means your minions are going to stick around in some fashion. It just seems like there's actually value there. I like it as a three as well, just because, yes, if you summon them that turn, it's Rush. If they're already on the board, it's Wind Fury, right? Because they, this is a fact they still, you get to pick their attack as well. So... I, I think this is just a cool effect that um, I can see a lot of pr uh, warriors want to run. Plus, it can damage a lot of the board and set up for Olgra, right? It seems like that should be good, that combination. But I don't, I don't get it. I, I don't think, uh, you know, we've seen uh, cards for warrior in the past that meant that they couldn't get they the health of the minions couldn't go below one um and i i don't it was almost before i played hearthstone so maybe that's not a good gauge anymore uh but i don't remember that card seeing much play um i don't know that this card sees much play either but i but i reckon i could be wrong on that i gave this a two um it could be something that if you're specifically trying to get uh, damaged minions, I guess this is something you could run to, to ensure you get more damaged minions. All right. Moving into rares, we have Conqueror's Banner, a two-mana spell. Reveal a card from each player's deck three times. Draw any of yours that cost more. Okay. It's... I don't... 
I don't know, it's potential draw of just innate cards. You know, like it's it's not it, it feels weird because I think you can't even like maneuver this card in your deck building to set up for specific things unless like you just have a bunch of cards that cost really like pretty high stats but like it just reveal a card so it's not even reveal a minion it's not we reveal a spell like i don't know it just it feels really funky and i don't think this is what like any warrior deck really wants to do i think they just want to play like guaranteed draws and not worry about revealing cards so i gave this a one uh i gave it i humored it and gave it a really low two because someone maybe i don't know it it is just so crazy this card i don't i don't you could pay two mana and get nothing out of it besides knowing three cards in your opponent's deck and i i you know you Paying two mana to to just draw one doesn't even feel particularly good. You you have to draw at least two and possibly three, and the odds of you doing that when this just says reveal a card is almost impossible. I just do not see where you're playing this card. I gave it a one. Yeah, I I agree. All right, time for the warrior location. It is Sanguine Depths, one mana location with three durability, three uses. Deal one damage to a minion and give it plus one attack. I, I'm giving this a two. I'm not sure, like, I'm not really convinced that this, like, damage dealing, enrage type of stuff is actually going to be super, like, viable or used competitively. There might be a fringe deck that tries to use it, but... I think right now it just doesn't quite do enough. Uh, but with this one, at least I think there's a little bit of potential uh, because first of all, it only costs one. It is kind of like you guys talked about earlier. It is a ping for warrior and the fact that it says just deal one damage to a minion. So like if you need the damaged minion effects, like to use this with Olga or something, you can damage one of your opponent's minions or you can damage one of your own. Like, it, it at least has that flexibility. But, again, I, like, I'm still just giving it a two. Yeah, I give it a two. It's unimpressive. It doesn't seem like it does a lot. Maybe you're on it. I think it, I think it's actually better than, than you all are giving it credit for. I, I think that because of some of the other cards we're seeing in this set, I think being able to be, to use this Reload it on the board, get it on the board so you can damage minions when you want to have damaged minions, so you can get a bigger Ulgra and things like that. I think this is actually pretty solid. The The fact that it's got three charges in it as opposed to two, I think, is, is pretty important as well. And I think that possibly at some point later on, it could be even better than it is right now. I, I, I gave this a three. I think it is a solid location card. And then we have Suspicious Pirate, a 3-mana three 3-4 three, pirate. Battlecry, discover a weapon. If your opponent guesses your choice, they get a copy. So just, again, I think we talked about this in the last episode with the first half, but uh, any of these cards, like in this set that have that your opponent guesses the choice, 
Uh, it pops up as a discover option for them at the start of their next turn. So like you get to do your whole turn and then at the start of theirs, they get the discover option to pick. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm giving it a one. It might be a two. You could probably just still slot this into like pirate warrior if you're playing that. But I don't know. It's just like, if you're discovering a weapon, do you want it? I don't know. It just, it feels weird. Maybe it's a two. (laughs) Okay. I I talked myself into a two, but I still don't really like it that much. I gave it a one. I just, I like the only deck I could see it in is pirate warrior. And like, I don't want to give my opponent a way to deal with my small pirates that early on. So yeah, I, I think I think it's a, a one. I think the only time you're like, this, I, I could get something worse from the Juggernaut, right? <laughs> like, that's the best you'll say about that. I gave this two. I actually do think it is good enough. Um, decent stats for, for the cost, for three mana. You're always looking for reach damage if you're playing Pirate Warrior, and so being able to, to get a weapon... I think might be nice if you're trying to bridge that gap and trying to do some additional damage in between, uh, you know, the weapon, if you're playing the quest uh, that you get from completing the first round of that until you get the juggernaut online. Um, but I, I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's fantastic. And you do have to worry about what, what it means when your opponent gets the weapon as well if they if they're able to guess it so it's not fantastic i think it's just okay to slightly worse than okay and but i still think it will actually see a little bit of play all right moving into our commons we have anima extractor a two mana one four whenever a friendly minion takes damage give a random minion in your hand plus one plus one i'm giving it a two because I think if you're if you're trying to go for this kind of like enrage buff style deck, you probably want these. But also, like I'm just I'm not fully convinced that this whole buff damage, you know, deck is really going to be all that great on its own, anyways. So this one feels a little weird to me. Yeah, same here. I gave it a two. Two as well for me. I, th- I think you're playing it if you want to do damaged minion stuff. Um, if you can buff this so that it's more than just a one four, that seems even better. But uh, as it stands right now, it, it, it's just okay. All right. The next one we have is Crazed Wretch, a two mana one four. Again, same stats. Uh, this one has plus two attack and charge while damaged. Uh-huh. I, I give this one a one. I just, I've, it feels like you have to set up perfectly to really get like great value off of this. And maybe you don't need great value off of it, but if you're playing it early and you can't damage it, the turn it comes out, the charge feels totally irrelevant so that just feels weird to me. And then even if you do damage it, then you have a 3-3 three, three with charge. It's like, that's not really doing enough. 
So then it feels like the other requirement would be uh, you'd have to have, you know, a ton of like buff type things, or you have to have this in your hand for a while to get some hand buff type things. And then I don't know. It just, it feels like it just doesn't do enough. I gave it a three. I think it's got charge. It's got potentially, it's got charge and plus two attack while damaged. Doesn't seem like the hardest thing in the world to do, do it. Um, there's the imbued axe as well. So like, I feel like you could stack a nice bit of damage on this thing and ship it face. So I think it's a three. Yeah, I gave it a three as well, because like you said, if you can get some charges from the anima extractor on it, if you can get the um, imbued axe on it after, you know, after you've damaged it, even the sanguine depths depths makes it a four, three. If, if you, if you use that in order to, to damage it, uh, I think you could end up getting this to be something where it could do six to eight damage uh, and charge the turn it plays. So uh, this could potentially be a finisher for pretty cheap. All right. And the last warrior card is that imbued axe that Daring just mentioned. Three mana, two attack, three durability. After your hero attacks, give your damaged minions plus one plus one infuse three plus two plus two instead so if you've infused it it's a three mana two three that's after you attack give your damaged minions plus two plus two okay i don't know i i gave this one a two but again like i'm not really sold on on all this stuff it's just it feels like there's way too many requirements to actually set this stuff up and so you you have to infuse you have to hold this in your hand have stuff die then play this and then have damage stuff on the board to get plus two, plus two. It just, it doesn't feel like enough for way too much work. I give it a three. I think it's a decent weapon overall still. I know it's a lot of work, but even if you get to put a little bit of buff on your board, like it's still six damage in a weapon over three set swings and potentially plus three, plus three to your board if you don't. Um, infuse it. So I think it's a three. I think it's a solid weapon. I gave this weapon a four because I actually do think this is one of the reasons a damaged minion deck um, may may work um, because of the the buffs that this can provide along with the damage just from the weapon itself. Uh, I think I think this is really good. I think it's I think it's better than it looks and. It looks solid to me, so I gave it a, a, a rating of a four because, yeah, I think I think it, I think it's going to end up being that good, and one one of the main reasons that deck will work if it does. Well, that's all the warrior cards. So awesome. Time for neutrals. Neutrals, and let's. Uh, well, I think we can get through these these ones relatively quickly. So. Let's go. First off, we have Kael'thas Sinstrider. The six mana, four, seven. Every third minion you play this turn costs zero. Uh, this is, uh, from what I've seen, this goes Bran, him, Sire Drathus, and then you get to do that battle cry twice. <laughs> this seems good. 
It seems solid. I don't know where else it fits in and who else is running it, but I gave this a three. The uh, combo potential on this is pretty good. I don't think it's quite as good as as the other Kael'thas that we've seen, um, but I still think it is a four. Uh, I think it's going. I think there's going to be other combos besides Sire Denathrius that are going to make this theme play. I'm not quite sure what those are uh, because that's not the, the game I normally play. But um, yeah, this is going to be a little frustrating to deal with for for its time and standard. I think it's going to be good. I don't think it's good enough that it's going to get nerfed or anything, but it's still a pretty good card. Okay. We'll see how this rating fits. I am only giving this a two. And the reason okay. I say that is because I think it's fringe. And I think it's only going to go in like a very select few types of decks. But on the other hand, I know if it if it is a pretty like good support for that deck, we kind of might be rated as like a three or four. But overall, and especially since it's a neutral, I'm just giving it a two. Uh, it does seem better since it counts itself as one of those minions. Mm-hmm. So, we'll yep. see. But, uh, you know, it's, I don't know. I'm really uncertain on it. Okay. All right. Well, here's one I think none of us are uncertain on. It's Murloc Holmes. <laughs> he is a three mana, three, four Murloc. He's very cute, but his battle cries uh, solve three clues about your opponent's cards to get copies of them. You have to guess uh, all three right to get the cards. This is a one. This is just a meme. This is a fun card. It is not playable, so don't play it. Yeah, there's not a game mode where this card is good enough to actually see uh, the ability. It's not good enough to actually put in a deck in any de- in any mode where you actually compri- you know, put your deck together. Which is, you know, the modes that we're we're concerned about with this rating. I'd love for it to actually be playable. The fact that we get it in the in the rewards track, if you buy the tavern pass, we get a diamond version of it. But it is not gonna see play. You you if you play this, you're playing a three mana four three Murloc or three four Murloc, and that is it. Because you're never getting those cards. Yeah, I also gave it a one. I think the uh, the only case where right now I maybe could see it being played is in like a thief priest deck, and I don't think thief priest is even gonna no. be a thing. No, it isn't. Like, you know, if you could just put you know get any of the cards that you get rights in your guesses like along the way, I think this would be a lot better. It, it would probably still be a kind of meme card, but I think it would be okay. But the fact that you have to get all of them right to get the cards just makes this feel so bad. Okay, then we have Sire Denathrius. A 10 mana, 10, 10. Lifesteal. Battlecry. Deal 5 damage amongst uh, enemies. Uh, endless Infuse 1. Deal 1 more. Um. Yeah, I gave this a 3 because Druid is going to abuse the shit out of this and like just really... Cold tube mine on turn two, and then it just gets to giggle for the rest of the game as it gets gianter and gianter, and then like they don't have to play it until it's gonna kill you. So 
It's, I, I think it's a three. I don't know what other class is playing it, but it's going to be very strong in Druid. Yeah, I gave this a three as well. Uh, there's definitely combo potentials. I think the fact that this is a 10-mana 10-10 and could actually see play, unlike any other card like this in the past, uh, shows just how good a card this actually is. I mean, the fact that it's got lifesteal, the fact that it impacts the board when it, when it gets played, and the fact that it can heal you immediately and can do scaling damage, I'll, I'll give it a reason why it'll actually see play. Probably in Druid mostly, but, you know, maybe there's a spot elsewhere where this might actually see play. So I think initially when this was like first revealed, I gave it a three. But no, if I could rate this a 10, I would rate this a freaking 10. This needs nerfed. I'm already tired of it. Probably also because I'm already just sick of Druid. And it, this mm -hmm. just, yeah, makes Druid like so much better. But I actually do think that there's other decks that really can take advantage of this. And uh, there is a note. This is fairly important. Uh, it doesn't shoot missiles. Like, it doesn't do the damage one at a time like we've seen with other effects. He kind of, like, says, okay, there's a minion with this much health, a minion with this much health, and then the rest goes face. And so he will just, like, basically behind the scenes assigns that damage and then comes out on board and just shoots it all in those amounts of damage. Uh, so it does get halved by carryall. Like, if you have the carryall weapon out, uh, you're only going to take the half damage. But... This is a large minion uh, win condition combo Reno Jackson all in one card to me. And I friggin hate it. If it didn't have lifesteal, it'd be fine, I think. Because then it would kind of only do one of those things. But the fact that if you build this up, you play it, you instantly get healed. And I've seen people even playing this in the XL deck. So they basically get healed back almost to like 40 again. <sighs> no, this, this needs adjusting. <laughs> I, I don't like it already. I, I don't think this needs adjusting. I think scale of Anixia needs made like 10 mana. That's, like that's, yeah, that's, that's the that's culprit cool. here. The culprit isn't Sire Denathrius. It's scale of Anixia. It is literally two full boards of rushing minions that you could potentially have four full boards of rushing minions. So yeah, scale of Nixie is the problem in my opinion. Okay. Now here's another one that is also garbage. <laughs> Theotar, the Mad Duke. Uh, he's a four mana, three, three. Battlecry, discover a card in each player's hand and swap them. Uh, okay, this is a two. Like, if you want to be cheeky and try and disrupt someone's hand, he he he, you get to give them a junkie card and you get their card. I don't know. This seems like this is a meme that has like it could disrupt a combo. So there's like a tiny answer of potential. So I think it's a two. Yeah, I, I gave this a two as well. I'm not sure why you do it. I mean, obviously, your opponent's cards, you're trying to disrupt your opponent because whatever they have in their deck probably isn't going to synergize with what you're trying to do. So I, I don't know why you would want to do this in a, in a way that you actually think you're going to improve your chances of winning outside of disrupting what your opponent's doing. So I gave this a two. 
I think this is a three, maybe even a four. Uh, I When it first revealed, I wasn't as high on it like you guys are. Like, I, I was kind of on the same page. But after seeing it a little bit today, first of all, like, this is a hard Sire Denathrius counter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that just totally, like, yeah, disrupts and ends everything. Uh, but I think the, the four cost is actually decent enough. And again, Bran, we're going to keep bringing up Bran with a lot of these cards. Bran being in, uh, you know, in the core set means that you can do these effects a lot. And being able to do that a couple of times. Plus, even if you're not getting something super great that disrupts your opponent, just to, like, maybe get something out of your hand that, you know, and you're like, ah, okay, I'll just give them this thing and I'll take that card that just a better overall card, I think is, is still good enough in a lot of cases. Okay. All right. Let's move on to the epics. And first up, we have a three mana, two, four elemental Ashen elemental battle cry. When a, when your opponent draws a card next turn, they take two damage. Uh, two. I don't, it's supposed to prevent or you know make you not want to draw cards okay i i guess if i could guarantee i was playing druid all the time (laughs) maybe but yeah i just don't see this doing anything but just being like okay this could be cool in arena yeah this doesn't seem like it's doing enough to to prevent my opponent from wanting to draw cards if they want to draw cards so uh, I give this a two. It just a, it's a tech card to stop people from drawing, but I don't think it's enough of a deterrent that it's actually going to stop them from doing it. So it's kind of a crappy tech card at that case. So it's probably a one. <laughs> yeah, I, I gave it a two as well. Cause like it, it seems like a potential thing. I think if there was a way in standard to force your opponent to draw cards on your turn. Then you could do like this, plus, you know, force them to draw some cards, and then that would be, you know, yeah. more on, uh, you know, like their, I guess it's next turn. But yeah, exactly. Like, it just it feels so funky. Like, it just, I, I tried playing this earlier, and I think the most value I got off of it was they drew their initial card, and then they ended up drawing one more. And it was like, okay, cool. <laughs> like, yeah, we did the thing. That was good value. Uh, and it made me sad. Okay. Then we have Demolition Renovator. Four mana, four, four. Battlecry, destroyed enemy location. No finesse to this. It's just a tech card. If you don't like your opponent's location, get rid of it. I gave it a two because it's a very fringy tech card. I gave it a two as well. I don't think, I I mean, I think location cards are, are going to be solid, but you can't guarantee that you're going to get value off this. So I don't know why you would put it in your deck. Um, you, you're hoping your opponent's running location if you put this in your deck and you're not guaranteed that. So I gave it a two. It's a tech card. Yep. I did the same thing. Same thinking. All right, then we have uh, the Insatiable Devourer. Devourer, sorry. It is a 9-mana 4-4 battle cry. Destroy an enemy minion and gain its stats. Infuse 5 and its neighbors. I mean, I saw it in Druid, and I kind of figured that's probably the only place you're going to play it. So I gave it a 2. Seems very fringy. 
that's not enough for me to want to actually give this a two. I gave this a one. It just, I, I get that you're playing nine mana. I get that you're, you're destroying a, basically an enemy and then adding its stats here. But infuse five, while it's nine mana, I get it. It's going to take a while, but it's, it, I, I want that to be less. So I get a bunch of stats. So I gave this a one. I don't think this sees play. Yeah, I gave it a one as well. I just, again, it feels like there's too many requirements. It's very high cost. If you're actually getting, you know, wanting it for the effects, the infuse is a little costly, but also the fact that it's a battle cry. So you can't even try to like cheat it out or something, you know, how like maybe in some decks you could pull it out of your deck or how the, uh, the colossals just get the appendages. Like if you got that effect, even if you just pulled it out of the deck or something, or if it got pulled out of your hand, then it might be pretty cool. But as a battle cry for that cost, no. Okay. Then we have uh, Party Crasher. It is a 8-man and 7-9. Battle cry, choose an enemy minion. Throw a random minion from your hand at it. It says summon a minion from your hand to attack targeted minion, I think. I believe that's how that works. So, yeah, I gave this a 1. This is god-awful terrible because you don't even get to pick the minion from your hand it's a random one i I, this is dumb i don't know i just i just don't think it's a good card so i gave it a one i did not notice that it was a random minion from your hand um i did notice that i was like oh if you choose and you get to choose then maybe it's a two but the fact that it's a random minion from your hand means it's a one this this just will not be consistent enough that you'd actually want to put it in your constructive. It's just terrible. It's it's yeah. awful. Yeah. I I don't think there's anything else I can add. All right, then we have the Sin Fueled Golem. Uh it is a seven mana two two infuse three. Gain the stats equal to the attack of the minions that infuse this. So you get the attack plus 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 or plus uh, x plus x of the attack, so uh, that of the enemy that died. Maybe I gave this a two. Possibly it's got an infused three. So I don't know. This doesn't seem good. I gave it a one with the comment no, just no. I don't want to do this. I don't want to. I don't want to pay seven mana for potentially a two-two if I'm top decking it, because how terrible will that feel, right? Uh, just guaranteeing that you can have three minions die while this is in your hand isn't enough for you know. I don't know what those three minions would need to be, but it'd need to be like three party crashes for me to actually want to run this thing. In, in my deck and there's no way that's happening so no i just do not see a scenario where this actually makes sense i gave it a two i think it's kind of fringe and there might be a place for it uh maybe in a deck where you can uh, copy it or do something like that like you can buff it up with some stuff but uh i'm kind of curious if like you really want to actually include it though. It's just, it's one of those really wonky cards right? where you're like, well, you don't really put this in a deck with smaller things because then you're not getting good stat value when those die, but you don't want to play too many 
bigger things because then it's just going to feel too slow to actually get the infuse and then play this. So it's just in a really, really weird spot. But I, I feel like there is a potential for this. And maybe it's just down the road, not now. Okay. Hey, if, I, if I'm wrong on this card, I am happy I'm wrong on this card. <laughs> I don't see it. Okay. Then we move to our rares. And first up is the Crooked Cook. It is two mana, one four. At the end of their turn, if you dealt three uh, or more damage to the enemy hero, draw a card. This is a three. This this is an aggro deck stream. It gets a hit face and then draw a card and be rewarded for it. I give it a three. Gave it a two. I don't know if it's a slam dunk for an aggro deck, but it definitely feels like it should slot into an aggro deck. Um, it, you know, you're probably doing three damage to the opponent uh, if you're an aggro deck in a turn, and so you're just drawing a card. It replaces itself. I don't know, a, a, like if your opponent feels like this needs to get killed when it gets played, so it might stay up even, and then you get more value. But I don't think it's like a slam dunk, so I just gave it a two. That's kind of how I feel on it, too. I, like, I'm not really sure. Like, you might be able to get some value from it. But again, it it feels like it has a little bit of requirements. The four health is maybe what makes this a little better. But I don't know. I, I think a lot of the decks actually have some decent draw. Maybe this gets you a couple of card draw. But the fact that you can only draw one per turn, I think, is what really gets it for me. I think a lot of the other draw that we've really felt good about playing, you're getting two, three, four, you know, or like a million, like in Warlock, Imps, you know, <laughs> like you're just getting all the draw. And that feels great. But like one, eh. Okay, then we have Dinner Performer. Three mana, two, three. Battle Cries, summon a random minion from your deck that can you can afford to play. I think this is a one. I... Why would you play this? It doesn't seem good. So one. So it is a three mana two three that recruits a minion based on the mana you have left over. That seems not great to me. I don't think I'm paying. I don't think I want to take the hit on the stats of this minion to possibly get a decent minion uh, from my deck for for free. So I give this a two. Maybe there's a deck that wants to do that, uh, but I don't know if this is good enough to see play. I have this as a one, but you know what? Actually, it might be a two. And the place that I'm thinking of this is uh, Evolve Shaman. And I think the reason you can probably fit it into Evolve Shaman is now rereading this. It summons the minion just based on how much, but it doesn't it doesn't spend the mana that you still have left, right? So if it's like turn six, you play this for three, it's gonna summon something out of your out of your deck that's three or less, right? Because if you have something that's, you know, one, obviously mm -hmm. you could play that. So it's gonna summon, but then you'll still have that three mana to actually play something like evolve cards or something. So Maybe, I'm actually going to put this at a two because I think there might be a case for that, but it does feel really weird. But I just realized that since it doesn't spend the mana, it might be slightly better. Okay, then we have the four mana, four five, the dispossessed soul. Battle cry. If you control location, discover a copy of a card in your deck. I 
I don't think this is what you want to pay with locations, but I guess okay. So I gave it a two. So it's a Yeti if you don't have a location, but if you do have a location, you basically get a copy of a card. Uh, I think I think like the 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 quest card when you have a quest up draw, you know, discover a card is better. Um, this is pulling from your deck, which is an advantage, but it's a I, copy. I still think it's it's not you don't discover a card. It's a copy. Of, no, I I'm saying yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, I, I mean, the fact that the Discover Pool is from your deck as opposed to a random card yep. means that it's a card that is going to potentially have more value to you. But I don't know if that is good enough because unlike the quests, you're not guaranteed to have location early in the game and this just isn't good unless you have a location. So I gave this a two, but I, I don't think it actually is going to see play. Yeah, I agree. I I have it as a two, but honestly, like this one might. You know what? I'm just gonna change it. It's a one. <laughs> like the I think you're you're taunted and tempted to play it because of all that that you just said. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, I, I think like the next one that we're gonna talk about, I think is is better for draw. Oh, it seems better than it actually is. I think is yeah. is where it's at. Yep. So next up, we have the Famished Fool, a 5-mana 3-5. Better cry, draw a card. Infused 4, draw 3 instead. Uh, Seems really easy to hit, even by turn 5. Drawing 3 cards for 5 with a 3-5 seems very good. So I gave this a 3. I gave this a 3 as well. I think think you're able to get the draw 3 if you get this reasonably... Uh, you know, if you've got a couple turns to be able to hold on to this. So I, I think it actually sees some play and, and it and is a nice uh card draw option for 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 classes that aren't don't don't maybe have as many great uh card draw options available to them. Yeah, absolutely. I originally had this as a two, but yeah, I've put it as a three for the same reasons. Uh, initially, I think I had it as a two because the the infused four I wasn't sure on. But honestly, I, I do think that in a lot of cases that you're playing this, it's going to feel like the four is, is okay. Okay, and then up next we have Invitation Courier. It's a three mana, three, four. After a card is added to your hand from another class, copy it. Uh, I don't know, like Rogue, maybe? <laughs> and it's a three mana, three, four. So, like, I don't know. It just seems slow and clunky. So I gave it a two. Uh, I gave it a one. It feels like there's very few classes that are actually going to be able to pull class cards from other classes um rogue priest being the two big ones i think of that that could potentially use this and i just don't see either of those classes actually playing this card yeah i i have it as a two i've debated about a one yeah it's just, it feels really weird mm-hmm. it feels like there's requirements but like I'm kind of now. I kind of want to test this uh, in Classy Paladin with the Countess and her invitations. It's like potentially getting a copy of a zero mana legendary because those are 
are from a different class. There's no neutrals that you'll get from those. Like that could be really interesting, but that feels like you're putting a lot of work into getting those copies. Like, I don't know. Okay. And then finally we have steam cleaner in the rares. It is a five mana five, five mech battle cry. Destroy all cards in both players decks that didn't start there. So I think you shuffle into your deck. Any Kazakasan treasures is gone. This feels very fringy, and you have to have it in your deck. And I don't know. I gave it. I gave it a two because it. There is like a specific like fringe case use for it, but like other than that, yeah, I gave it a, a two. It feels expensive at five mana to want to do this, but we have seen tech cards in the in the like four to six mana range that still end up actually seeing play as a tech card this is one of those uh if you want to try and hard beat uh kazakasan or maybe the priest quest or something like that um you can run this card but it's how good this card actually is is based on what your opponent's doing and you're not always going to actually get the battle cry off this and a five mana five five doesn't feel good so it's a two. Yeah, I have it as a two as well. This one's really interesting. I don't know if we've quite seen this effect. Uh, I initially think Prester Druid. Like, if we had this card, like, two weeks ago, as soon as they drop Prester, then you just drop this and, like, whoop, goodbye, their entire deck. And then game over. Uh, seems pretty cool. But, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's going to take a bit for the meta to require this and i think as soon as it gets to the point where the meta is shifting to people including this it's probably going to be very short-lived because everyone will switch off of the stuff that uh this hits so yeah okay so speed round through commons uh first we up we have anonymous informant two mana two three battle cry the next secret you play costs zero not limited to this turn if you want to play secrets and get a body for free okay so i gave this a two i gave this a three i think i think it's i think it's really good when you don't have to play pay for secrets uh and the fact that it's not limited to the the turn you play this means you can just Play it on two, and then your next secret's free. So uh, this is an MVP for secret decks. I put it as a two as well, uh, but I could definitely see it being a three. Then we have Bog Beast, a three mana, three or six mana, three six taunt. Death Rattle, summon a two four muck mare with taunt. Uh, so think uh, the bloated. I can't remember its name now. The the three five that summons the one two. Basically the same Sludge thing. Belcher. Sludge Belcher, yes. So it's a basically an upgraded Sludge Belcher. I don't know what deck wants this. It's probably good in the arena. I give it a two. Yeah, this instantly made me think of Sludge Belcher. It's slightly more expensive. You pay an extra one mana for both parts of it, and you get an extra plus one plus one on both parts of it. Uh, Sledge Belcher at one time was good. I don't know that we're in a level of Hearthstone now where Sledge Belcher would be good, and the upgraded version is not so much better that it actually slam dunks sees play. It's a it's a two for me. It maybe you see play, but probably not. 
Yeah, I want to give it a two, but honestly, I'm just giving it a one. Like, I still don't think it's all that great. If this were a battle cry, I could honestly see it being played a little more. Get two, you know, two minions at the same time. You could use it in, like, Evolve Shaman. But since it's a death rattle, I just, I don't know if the death rattle stuff is going to be wanting to play this. Okay, then we move on to Creepy Painting. It's a three mana, zero six. After another minion dies, become a copy of it. Another minion. Doesn't mean yours. It means any minion. It feels really kind of fringy still. So I gave it a three, or a two, excuse me. I gave this a one. I I think it's like a combo potential card, but the fact that it's got... the fact that it like it relies on you killing off the another minion in order to get another version of it means I'm not quite sure where it fits. So I I gave it a one. Yeah, I also gave it a one. I think like maybe some sort of death rattle shenanigans or something could be like maybe where you want to fit it. But I yeah just yeah no. Alright, then we have Dredger Staff, a one mana, one two. Battlecry, give minions in your hand plus one health. Okay, it's a two. It's just something simple, not flashy, but it's okay. Yeah, I'm struggling where I would see this actually making sense because it doesn't quite do enough to be a, an aggro card, and it's not even really that much of a tempo play, so I just gave this a two. I gave it a two as well, but I actually think this one is kind of solid. Uh, I think when we will see this is actually after the rotation next year, when some of the other one drops that are being used a lot right now, like Trog and I think Peasants rotate out next year. So uh, I think this card will slot in at that point. Then we have Forensic Duster, a 3-mana 3-4. Better cry, your opponent's minions cost one more next turn. I could see this being a fringy tech card to try and stop something. But yeah, I think it's just a 2, because I think it might see a little play. I have a 2 as well. I thought of the, the Cultist, which actually made spells cost one more. I think that's more impactful, but I think that was two mana versus three mana. So I don't think this is as good. I I gave this a two. Oh, yeah. The uh, Neophyte. Yeah. Yeah. But I I agree. That's kind of the comparison I made as well. I I liked Neophyte a little more. You could play it a little bit earlier. And it was also more aggressively statted. This one, you know, with more health is a little bit more defensively statted. But it, it might be okay in some cases. I gave it a two. Alright, then we have Masked Reveal Reveler, excuse me, Masked Reveler. It is a six mana four four rush. Death Rat, I'll summon a two two copy of another minion in your deck. I some kind of like death death rattle synergy, possibly. I don't know. I don't think the death rattle decks are particularly good and not good enough to play a six mana four four. So I give it a two. Possibly a one. Yeah, I, I gave this a two. Yeah, maybe there's death rattle shenanigans you want to do with it, but it's got to be really good death rattle things, uh, really consistent if you're going to pay six mana for a four four. Yep, I also gave it a two. Completely agreed. And uh, also, I think this does restrict your deck building a little bit. 
Uh, just because it's a 2-2 copy, you better be getting some other Death Rattle effects. Uh, it's like during the theory crafting, I tried playing this in Death Rattle Druid, but I also put things like Seedsman in there. And let me tell you, getting just a 2-2 Seedman pulled out of the deck, yeah, I can know. Or like, you know, a copy, but that was not good. So you have to get the value off of it. Okay. Then we have a two mana one one maze guide. Battle cry, summon a random uh two cost minion. This is trash. It is a one. It is a two. I, I like this in the Evolved Shaman deck, because you're getting two minions. You're you're getting you're basically getting a free one one that okay. allows you to evolve it. But so so from that standpoint, I think it sees play, but I don't think it sees play any place else. Two. Yep, I thought the same exact thing too. I think you're playing in some sort of evolve bloodlusty type shaman. That's probably about it. All right, then we have Muck Plumber. It is a five mana five five. All minions cost two more. Um. If this was just your opponents, this would be higher, but it's all minions. I gave it a two. I gave this a two as well. I don't think I I don't think I want to make my minions cost more. Um and we we've we've seen this effect before on uh, on a one four for two, making them cost like one more on battle cry or something like that. I don't remember. I have to look it up, but the if it costs less, it might be more interesting and might actually see play, but at five mana, this feels too expensive to actually mess around with. Yeah, I have it as a two as well. It's kind of interesting. Uh, I think where this is going to be the most interesting, we're just going to keep bringing this up, is uh, when an Evolve Shaman evolves into this. Or if they played that one that like devolves the opponent minions... And this comes out, that's going to create some like interesting things, but I don't know if you're ever actually putting it into your deck. All right, then we have a 4-mana 3-4 Murloc, Murlocula. Um, it is uh, Lifesteal, Infuse 4. This costs 0. I gave this a 3 because things that cost 0 are good, and especially in aggressive decks that have minions die, free board reload is good, and it's alright if you have to play it normally, so I gave it a 3. I gave this a 3 as well. I think I think you're going to be able to play this for 0 mana. 3-4, and it has lifesteal, so it can heal you a little bit as well. I think that that shouldn't be overlooked as well. I think I think this is good enough to see play. I gave this only a two. Uh, I do think the the zero mana can be pretty good. Um, I, I am having trouble actually seeing this being played in aggressive decks, uh, just because it does require that infuse. Maybe it's okay. The infuse four feels maybe slow. Uh, and it's more of that like defensively statted and then the defensively statted and lifesteal without having something like rush or something like that just makes me not want to play it in aggressive decks. So I'm not really sure where it actually fits. Okay, then we have Priest of the Deceased it is a two mana two three taunt infuse three gain plus two plus two. So it's a two mana four five. I I give this a two, like potentially somewhere like a slower deck might want to use this. 
I don't know. It, it's probably a one in all honesty. It's yeah, it's generically it just seems okay. I, this was the card that they showed off the infuse mechanic uh er, early uh with the reveal of the expansion. I I don't think it's actually going to see much play, but it's it's an option. You know, like if it's it's a common, so it's you're going to have this in your collection probably. So it might actually see a little play. It's I gave it a 2. It's more of a free-to-play friendly card. I gave it a one. I don't like it. I think for a two-cost thing, the Infuse 3 feels way too heavy. And, like, eh, a fairly small taunt. Like, eh, okay. I don't care. Alright, then we have Red Herring, a 7-mana 3-12 beast taunt. Your uh, non-Red Herring minions have stealth. This is an interesting beast. It stealths the rest of your minions until it's dead. I think it's got a fringe use, so I gave it a two. I gave it a two as well. Big Beast Hunter seems like a nice spot for it, but I don't know where it sees play other than that. Yeah. Yep, same. I mean, getting to, uh, you know, draw this for discount, you know, off of uh, off of the weapon feels pretty great. But yeah, other than that, like, yeah, I don't know where it goes. All right, Roosting Gargoyle, a two mana, two three. Um, Battlecry, give a friendly beast plus two attack. This is a one. I don't know. Like, this is not something you're throwing in a hunter deck. So I think it's kind of bad. Yeah, this is. Uh, it's not a beast itself. So it makes it a lot more difficult to actually see where it fits. Uh, Free to play friendly, but no, I don't. I don't think you're actually playing this if you have any other options. Yeah, I gave it a two, but that might be like optimistic. Yeah. All right, then we have Scuttlebutt Ghoul. It is a four mana two five. Battlecry. Oh, it is Taunt, and in Battlecry, if you control a secret, summon a copy of this. The stats are okay, but you have to have controlled a secret, so your secret has to be tur- up from the turn before the turn, you know, turns you on. So, I, I don't think this is good enough, so I gave it a 1. Seems really difficult. Even though, it, like, it's a fair amount of stats for the mana cost, and could be really good if you actually have a secret up, but I, I just don't know in the in the decks that would play secrets if you'd even have room for it. So, I did give it a 2. It might see play there, but it seems doubtful. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I, I kind of would like to see this as like a three mana. Also, best name, best card name. I love yes, it, it is a very good. It's great. Uh, all right. Then we have Sin Runner. Five mana, six, five beast. Death Rattle. Destroy a random enemy minion. I big beast hunter maybe i don't know but it's a little bit better than nothing because it's got a tag on it so i gave it a two yeah i would give this a two as well i i i think if a lot of small like tokeny style minions are in the meta then this gets significantly worse yep same Okay, then we have Sinstone Totem. One mana, zero three totem. At the end of your turn, gain plus one health. 
Uh, I gave it a two because Totem Shaman might want to play it. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think this might be good enough to see play in the Totem Shaman deck. And the fact that it keeps buffing its own health is is kind of nice, making it a little bit more difficult to kill, presumably. Two. Yep, same here. All right, and then we have Sketchy Stranger, a two-mana 2-2 two, two, battle cry. Discover a secret from another class. I seriously have no idea how and why you'd want to play this, but I figure a secret deck might, so I gave it a two. Yeah, I gave this a two as well. I, I think I think if you like have the thing, the card that you don't have to pay for the for the secret, then it seems like this might be okay. But yeah, this is this feels rough. Yeah. I actually gave it a one because I just I don't see it. That's fair. I kind of was like maybe someone wants it. <laughs> All right. Then we have Stoneborn Accuser. It is a five mana five five. Infuse five, gain Battlecry, deal five damage. Uh it's can do five damage. I gave it a two because it can go face. So yeah. The infuse five to get that battle cry feels a bit rough, but maybe it's not that bad. He says question mark. I gave it a two as well. It's alright. I think it's that bad. It's a one. I the only reason I went gave it a two is it can go face. That's literally the yeah, only reason. It's that, burst damage from true. hand. That is true. I, I, I think I would just like it a little bit more if it said something like battle cry, deal two damage, infuse five. Gotcha. Instead, you know, or yeah. something like that. Like, mm-hmm. just the requirements. The all or nothing and... on the damage is rough. Yes. yes. Yeah, gotcha. exactly. Okay, then we have Stoneborn General. A 10 mana 8-8 with Rush. Death Rattle. Summon an 8-8 uh, Gravewing with Rush. So it's an 8-8 that dies and brings out another 8-8 with Rush. So this could be effective clearing tool, but like only like really big or death rattle decks want this. So I gave it a two. Gave it a two as well. This is actually a pretty nice 10 drop that you could potentially evolve into. Um, but uh, other than that, I don't, I don't know unless you're doing de- death rattle stuff. I don't see that this sees much play. Yep. I completely agree with you. That's the same thought I had. All right, and final one is Volatile. Well, I guess there's two more. So Volatile Skeleton, we talked about last time. Two mana, two, two, death rattle, deal two damage to a random enemy. Uh, just by itself, it's a two, in my opinion. It's a, it's poorly statted, but it has a death rattle, so. Yeah, you don't actually want to pay two mana for, for the two, two. You want to generate these from something else. Uh, but it is there if you want to try and get some additional into your deck um, or onto the board. So I gave this a two. Mage is probably going to be the only place this sees play. I originally had it as a two, but honestly, I'm dropping it to a one. Just because, okay. Yeah, like I don't think you're playing this in anything else besides Mage. And even in Mage, I don't think you put this in on its own. Like I think you just rely on the cards that generate them. That's fair. 
All right, Makes and sense. and finally, we have Prince Renathal, the three mana three four. If you don't know what he does by now, you've been living in the dark. <laughs> um, yes, increase. You start your hand, your deck size, and starting health are set to forty. So, I mean, I gave this a three. It's been pretty impactful, but like it's it's like the favors kind of faded on Renathal. So. I think it's a good card in four set metas. So this, the end of this last meta and uh, rotation time next year, I think it's actually possibly going to see play again. Um, and it's going to see some fringe play over the next uh, two expansions, but I don't think it's going to be near as ubiquitous as it is, has been the last month. Uh, but I, it's good enough to see play. So I gave it a three. Uh, so I originally kind of had it as a three, but when we did our AFG card review, uh, they were like, this is a five because literally it's format defining. Like it has created its own like unique decks. Uh, so I actually give it a five and I think okay, that's it's fair. very much like the, like the Highlander type effects, right? Like that was, a, those are its own type of decks. So for that, I th- I think it actually is a five. I think it's very meta defining. You know what? I'm changing mine to a five. That is an excellent. <laughs> that is an excellent way to describe it. And you're absolutely right. That is. It has been a formatting Renathal deck sort of thing. Like that's a deck yeah. type. So I'm gonna. I, I'm not. Gonna, I'm raising my rating, but I'm not quite going to a five. I'm giving it a strong four at this point. Okay. All right, guys. We did it. That was our last. Co- that was our last neutral. So we are done. We are ready to go solve the murder at the Castle Nathria. <laughs> All right, so let's wrap it up real quick. Uh, you can find the show on Twitter at Dr3HS. You can email the show at Dr3HS at gmail.com. You can follow our top pin tweet to join the Dr3 Discord. And you can find myself on Twitter at DaringAlkaline and Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash DaringAlkaline. Dragon Rider, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at DonnieDK, D-A-W-N-I-E-D-K. Uh, on both Twitch and YouTube, Dragon Rider DK, and, uh, you know, just all over the place. Uh, I will also be, by the time you hear this, uh, I am actually guesting on... Um, another podcast this week although i think if you're looking for uh, just hearthstone stuff you probably won't find a lot of it there uh but i will be guesting on blizzlet this well uh this week so look forward to that awesome awesome good good crew over there at blizzlet all right and uh mage take us home Find me talking about Hearthstone, all its various modes at Major Death, and I'm talking about Marvel Comics, specifically the Hulk this week on Comics Overtime. You can find us on Twitter at Comics Overtime. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening, uh, hanging out for all four plus hours of the <laughs> um, Murder at Castle Nathria set review, and as always, you've been listening to. Doctor Three. Happy pack opening and happy expansion, everybody.
boom.